0: Welcome okay welcome to sportsmedres' this week in review podcast where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research over the past week we had two posts on sportsmedres.org that's r e s . o r g in the first post we highlighted two papers where the authors reported that marching band artists exhibited high core body temperature and had several risk factors for exertional heat illness. In the second post, we highlighted the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Strokes Consensus Diagnostic Criteria for Traumatic encephalopathy Syndrome. If we take a closer look at that first post, we find that the authors evaluated marching band artists to examine core body temperature and other physiological measures during rehearsals and football game performances. They also assessed risk factors for exertional heat illness among this group. In brief, 19 marching band artists from two different marching bands completed all of the study's components across five days, which included three outdoor rehearsals and two home game football performances. On game days, the artist completed a pre-game morning rehearsal and later performed at the game. First the authors performed anthropometric measurements such as height, mass, and body fat percentage and body surface area. Then, the authors recorded the physical activity in minutes and categorized them, such as, you know, warm up, standing with the instrument, standing without instruments, high step march, and resting. To assess body temperature every 15 minutes through rehearsals and performances, the participants ingested a pill about six hours before data collection. Participants also provided a urine sample before and after each session. Then, the authors evaluated hydration status using body mass, percent change, urine-specific gravity, and sweat rate. The authors also assessed perceived thirst before and after activity on a scale of 1 to 9, going from not thirsty at all to very, very thirsty. They also measured wet bulb globe temperature and relative humidity Every 15 minutes and documented type of ground surface. Lastly, the marching band artist completed a pre activity questionnaire before each rehearsal or performance to report any medication or supplement use, sleep quantity, and signs or symptoms of illness. Overall, the authors found that marching band artists exhibited an increased core temperature post rehearsal compared to pre rehearsal. However, there were no differences in core temperature from pre- to post-game. Yet, 5 out of 19 artists experienced core temperatures above 40 degrees centigrade for at least 60 minutes during games. Over half, about 63% to be precise, of the marching band artists came to a game in a hypo-hydrated state. In contrast, most of the time, they had a normal hydration level coming into rehearsal. Whether the artist drank enough fluids to match sweat rates is unclear because the two papers disagree. However, they experienced no meaningful loss in percent body mass. Lastly, the authors found higher core body temperature was associated with environmental factors such as max wet bulb globe temperature and relative humidity or ground surface. Higher core body temperatures were also related to using mental health medications and hours of sleep. The authors in the study confirmed that marching band artists experienced elevated core body temperatures, similar to football players. However, we can infer that the artists drank enough fluids during rehearsals and games, because on average, they experienced no clinically meaningful body mass changes. Clinicians should be concerned though, because two in three artists came to games hypohydrated. furthermore the artist completed 2 rehearsals and 3 games when activity guidelines based on wet globe temperatures suggested they should not be performing lastly larger studies will be needed to clarify risk factors for exertional heat illness among marching band artists in conclusion medical professionals should be aware of the mechanisms that drive marching band artists to suffer exertional heat illnesses, as well as the additional risk factors that could play a role in increasing the risk for this condition. Medical professionals should work with band administrators to develop appropriate exertional heat illness prevention and management strategies to ensure these artists receive appropriate education and medical care. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. This week's most popular post was an article where the authors concluded that most physical therapy appointments after an ACL reconstruction occur in the early post-operative period. Hence, we need strategies to ensure later neuromuscular and activity-specific rehabilitation can be accomplished. And if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice CEUs, then please check out our six online evidence-based practice courses available through the Human Kinetics website. We will have links to our summaries, the courses, and the article on our website and in the show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We will be back next week with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one.